Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched The Avengers, directed by Joss Whedon and released in 2012. The plot goes something like this. Earth's mightiest heroes must come together and learn to fight as a team if they are to stop the mischievous Loki and his alien army from enslaving humanity. Happy 100th episode, Katie! Yay! Yay! So, uh, The Avengers predates this podcast just by about a year. Mm-hmm. And we've never reviewed it. And next week, Age of Ultron is coming out, and it's our 100th episode. So, we used it as this an is excuse. Our 100th episode, this is our 100th. Week, yes. And next week is Age of our Ultron. Our 101st episode. It will be. So, we used it as an excuse to watch The Avengers again and review it. Excellent. Um, we like The Avengers. Yeah, we do. I don't know what else to say. It's really fun. I like it. <laughs> Joss Whedon, very Jossy. Well, that was a short 100th episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, we've still got at least to talk about, like, Hawkeye's arms and Thor's arms. And <laughs> we were so on Cap. this time when we were watching it. We were like, yes, plot, arms, and Cap's butt. <laughs> and Well, the thing is, we introduced Cap by his butt. He is boxing and he's shot from behind. We see the Dorita ratio and his butt. That's what we see. That's how we introduce him because Joss knows what's what. Yeah, I'm really into all the um the Age of Ultron press tour stuff. Mm. And you talking about the Dorito ratio makes me think of Chris Hemsworth eating the Chris Evans Doritos and being <laughs> like, you're delicious. This is exactly what I thought you'd taste like. Yes. And Chris Evans just like collapsing in blushes and giggles. And being adorable. Yeah, Um, I don't really know what to say about this because this is a movie that came out not even three years ago and is already legendary. It is, and it's also, like, it's so familiar. Mm. Like, you're watching it, and there's just, like, it's so, uh, I know every beat of it and stuff. Mm. Although we were talking about it at some point, and I was like, how come they all just shut, the Chitauri all just shut down? And you were like, don't they talk about how they were a clone army? And I'm like, I don't remember ever hearing that in the movie. So clearly there's parts that I still tune out of. They all have a mothership that they operate from. So, yeah, they're kind of, I think they're drones or something. Okay. I can't remember if they say that in the movie or that it's just something that I know because I looked it up. But I think okay. it's in the movie. I don't know. It might have been during the um, well, scene with, what's his name? Wesley. Alexis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexis Denisov playing the uh, the the other, he's called, Thanos' outsider. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's into that scene. I always get, I always tune that scene out because it's Me all too. dark and it's but boring it's and you about, can't hear them properly. About, like, you will wish for something so sweet as pain, I remember. Mm. Like, that's the end part, but I don't remember the stuff before that, really. It's mostly just me going, oh, Loki's costume is pretty. Yeah. Because that's – I don't know why, but that – yeah, that bit of the movie, like you've you've had the bit Loki's dramatic entrance, you've had Scarlet's entrance, you've had her go and get the Hulk, and then I don't I know. I feel like it's something that they must have felt they needed to include for plot purposes, mm. but the rest of us are just like, eh, okay. Mm. Get back to putting the, the band really, together. <laughs> none of the rest of the plot really makes that much sense anyway. <laughs> and, the go with it. and to be honest, the Chitauri are kind of a crappy opponent. Like, they're just this, this clone army. There's nothing interesting about them. The only interesting villain is Loki. Yeah. Well, they aren't supposed to be, I guess. They're really just his army. Mm. I mean, the, the uh, Skeller turtle snakes are pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. They're pretty cool. But the general yeah. Chitauri are just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I suppose they're a problem to solve, which is good. Yeah. And a distraction from the main thing, which is trying to beat Loki. And they give us a big final battle where they ruin New York. I do love, though, in this movie how... This has become the Battle of New York and its effects have permeated into the rest of the universe, like particularly Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Like We actually see that these superhero battles have consequences whereby, you know, 
there's destruction and trauma and all this terrible stuff and it feeds into Iron Man 3 as well and into Cap 2. This kind of really brings the universe together, but it also has ongoing effects on the rest of the universe. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And there's a shot especially that I really like in the battle scene, which I was building up for for like 10 minutes before it finally came, which is that really long tracking shot where it it follows all of the heroes and then it ends with the Hulk punching Thor out of the way. Mm. I really like And it starts, I think, with... um, Iron Man? No, I feel like it it starts with... Does it start with Natasha? It might do. On the speeder? Yes, and then Iron Man and... Yeah. That's how it... And then it goes through... Like it, so it's yeah. Cap and the Iron Man helps no, yeah, Cap. Then, yeah. yeah, that's right. So it's Natasha on the speeder. Then Iron Man comes past and goes to help Cap, mm. and then goes to goes past Clint, and then Clint's shooting an arrow, and that goes up to some Chitauri, and then we see Hulk on top of the thingy, and then Thor comes in to help Hulk, and mm-hmm. it goes through everybody. Yeah, it's really cool. I love it. It's a great and shot. it's a it's a just tracking shot kind of thing. Yeah, he does love his tracking shots. There's another one of um when they're in Calcutta. Is it mm. Calcutta? And uh, there's the little girl. She has two tracking shots behind her. He, yeah, he seems to enjoy that, which is good because it really breaks up the movie. And this is a really well shot movie. It's beautifully done. It's Joss Whedon finally gets the budget, got the budget he deserved and the scope he deserved to make a very, very Jossy movie. Yeah, the dialogue is. Yeah, that well, and that's the bit that everybody notices, and that's the bit that I think got us all into this movie when it came out. Because I was kind of a Marvel fan already, but. It wasn't until I saw this that I went, oh, my God. And I really, really enjoyed the script. I think before that I'd enjoyed Iron Man, and but I hadn't th- sort of felt really attached to Thor or Cap, which had come out by that point. But then, I wasn't attached to Thor, but I really loved the first Captain America for largely aesthetic reasons. Um, and it's not just because Chris Evans is <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes, it is um, quite beautifully made as well. It's it's really uh, – the, the whole aesthetic of – the thing that I like about Cap- the first Captain America is that the aesthetic is so consistent and solid through the whole thing. Mm. Like, it really looks like it's a period film. And it's something that I really love about it. Like, every single detail works really well. The score matches up with it all. And that kind of the acting also seems to match it. Like, the, they, they specifically got actors who looked like they fit then. Mm, and they it really kind did. Of, it works so nicely together. I don't like Hugo Weaving's Red Skull, though. Mm. That kind of ruined it for me. But I love everything else about it. And I liked Cap's journey and Peggy and, and Bucky and all that stuff. So Yeah. I think I like it more in hindsight, but it was the Avengers that got me into Cap in a big way. <laughs> Probably That's that motorbike Cap. scene at the end. I feel, I mean, the thing about the Avengers that's so great is that everybody comes out of it with really good storylines, except poor Hawkeye. Poor old Hawkeye. Which is a plot thing. Like, it has to happen for the movie Mm. to work. But also, I believe that he gets a really good role in Age of Ultron to make up for it. Yes, because they just, I believe they had a backstory for him, but they just couldn't fit it in. And they needed, they needed for plot convenience him to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Possessed by Loki. Brainwashed? Brainwashed, there you go. Yeah, I mean, and it is a really necessary plot point. It is. It just is. Like it you just, have to show the stakes of what Loki is doing here, mm, and just they sense. have to have somebody who's important to us to do that. Like somebody who is important to the story and to the characters and stuff. So that's what happened. Yeah, uh, it but, is. It is a shame because Hawkeye is wonderful. I've just finished reading Hawkeye, called Hawkeye, but the one they call Hawkeye, the yeah. Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye, and it is amazing. Like that's also the deaf Hawkeye one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's lo- he's. It's kind of accident-related hearing loss. He has it various times. Mm. Doesn't always have it, but he has it at various times throughout. But yes, the de- deaf Hawkeye. It's also uh, having just seen 
Daredevil. I, I'm, this is not a spoiler for Daredevil, don't worry. It's got some very similar elements to the Daredevil series that's just run on Netflix. He's in his little neighborhood out in Queens and there's people who are trying to buy his building mm-hmm. that, to tear it down and rebuild the city and he fights he fights them and he keeps his trying to keep his neighbors safe and keep them in their houses and it's really really good and, and it's got awesome storyline and yes Kate Bishop who's um the other Hawkeye Young Avengers Hawkeye and she's awesome too um yeah I I don't really read comics as you know which is no. not a reflection on comics it's a reflection on me anyway I didn't properly appreciate Hawkeye till I read him in comic form well that's what I've heard especially with that set. Uh, that mm. run. It is particularly good. It came out around the same time as the Avengers. Yeah, people were really hoping to see that Hawkeye in the Avengers. And it seems like we'll be getting a bit more of him in, in Age of Ultron. I've also heard Age of Ultron is really good and I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, and it's like three, four days away for us now. Yeah, but I appreciate the character development that every single character gets in the Avengers. Like, it's so hard to balance. And yet every single character gets like their moments and their, you know, their little arcs, whether it's a, I mean, Tony gets a pretty major one, but then like, um, but he doesn't steal the movie at all. No, that's the danger with Robert Downey Jr. is that he could easily steal a movie like this, but he doesn't. Yeah. But Black Widow gets like to be like the hero who Mm. fixes everything all the time. Yeah. And she finally gets an arc and we still don't have a movie of hers, but we did get this arc in which she was treated far better than she had been up to, up to this point. Yeah, we still may get a movie of her. We may. We, we keep our fingers crossed. And what did Scarlett say? Her contract is constantly evolving or something? Yeah. And apparently she's been in talks again. Well, because you know the writer, the woman who wrote the first draft of Guardians of the Galaxy and who's going to write um, Captain Marvel, she did a treatment of Black Widow some years ago at Marvel. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. No, I don't know it. Um, but yeah, She's she, a scientist, right? She's Uncanny Girl on Twitter. I can't for the life of me remember her name. I'll have to look it up and find it out for the show notes. But she's she did a treatment of Black Widow, a movie, some time ago. So there is talk of pulling that out of storage again and getting a movie happening. And well, we I mean, all pray. Gif- there are gift sets on Tumblr that are basically a Black Widow movie. <laughs> yeah, and there's so much backstory and material to work with there. Especially think, now that we've seen a lot of uh, the Black Widow program stuff mm, on, on Agent, uh, Carter. Agent Carter as well. And we're going to see more of that in Age of Ultron by the looks of it. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And uh, we should probably talk about the movie a little bit. The actual movie? Yeah. Yes, we should. I just don't know what to say because it's so like... I, I keep, I'm, try, I'm trying really hard to remember back to when it came out and what a game changer it was in terms of me being into Marvel. <laughs> I mean, I'm, Iron Man got me in, but this one cemented the fandom the rabid fandom that you hear on here every week um i think there's this thing that you can we've talked about this a bit before but there's this thing that you can feel when there's a really close-knit cast that all really like each other and they like the director and like everything's kind of firing in all cylinders Mm. and it's not something that you can quantifiably say is in the movie but you can feel it when you're watching it that everybody likes each other and everybody's having a good time and everybody's really committed to what they're doing which is different to uh something like say oceans 11 where you get like everybody really likes each other but they're just there to goof off Mm. whereas this is like an everybody really likes each other and is committed to what they're doing right like lord of the rings yeah exactly Um, yeah and it, it sort of led to stuff like science bros that it was in the script but it could have just been a thing but it actually became a thing. Yeah. 
It could have just been like a an aside kind of a thing, like yeah, oh yeah, Bruce and Tony get along okay because they like but, science, but because the actors so clearly love each other, then and it was so like a big thing. and and also was so really intimately understand their roles. There's stuff goes around on Tumblr all the time that Marvel casts the roles with actors who are like their roles, mm-hmm. and I don't know that that's necessarily always true, but for those particular actors. They really, really get under the skin of those characters and know who they are. It's not so just they're able about to do casting that. Casting them like their roles. It's about casting good actors who understand what their roles are. They don't have to be identical to the characters. Mm. They just have to be a really good actor who understands, yeah, who the character is and how to play them. Mm. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark, granted, but I don't know necessarily that Mark Ruffalo is Bruce Banner. No. Or that Hemsworth or Evans are their characters. No. And well, I but they do. don't think Scarjo is Black Widow. And I definitely don't think Evans is his character. But they all really, really understand who they are. And I did notice on this viewing, I actually really appreciate Chris Hemsworth's performance in this because he kind of has this line to walk of being the straight man and having to kind of be the butt of Loki's pranks all the time and falling for it. And he's kind of got this long game comedic performance going on. Yeah, I still think Chris Hemsworth, I think Thor gets a better rap in Avengers than either of his own movies. Um, (laughs) Seriously, he gets a better storyline in Avengers than either of his own movies. Mm. He gets better lines. It's the juicy storyline. It's the one with his brother. It's not just that, though. It's that kind of that superiority you know, mm. you're also you're also petty and tiny, and yeah. things like that. But uh, like he gets he gets lines like that in the bilge snipe, and he's adopted mm. and stuff. That's yeah, like really he he gets to be more fun. I think yeah, more interesting. But, and he, and he, the, the first Thor stuff is so much from its like really rushed moment of epiphany. Mm. Like he was annoying. He had a moment of epiphany, and suddenly he's a saint, and there's no build or anything on that. Yeah, that bit the he's adopted line. That's where I noticed it this time is that he just delivers that with his magnificent straight face. It's completely deadpan and it's just in the middle of a sentence, but it, it gets one of the biggest laughs when you see it with an audience. And it's I just really like really kind of looked at him anew and really appreciated the, what he was doing with Thor. Yeah, it's right before my other favorite line. I understand that reference. Yes, that I love that line too. It's just so cute. I know. Bruce Evans's cap has he's so earnest but also so like world weary and oh, I, just I love him. So I cool. love Cap. You know I love Cap. We've talked about this before. I he's just wonderful and this again he I think he got treated better in this movie than he did in his own first movie but I think that might just be me I think it might just be that when I got to this one I really fully understood what the character was about and perhaps I think he's a little he kind of grew into that yes as well I think he, he because the first Captain America movie he's very light basically up until the moment that Bucky dies and then it goes a little darker but it's not quite the same as waking up in a different time and and having lost to all your to friends and and that and man not out of understanding the references yeah and that man out of time stuff is a rich vein of material to mine yeah. but also the the others learning his value as a soldier and his constant self-sacrifice the injuries he must have sustained i just watch in that last battle like there's a thing where he lands like ribcage first onto a car and he's getting he's constantly getting injured and throwing himself in front of civilians to save them and Natasha to save her he, he doesn't have a sense of self-preservation because he is that man out of time and it's really kind of I don't know if it's poignant of, of his character like that. 
Well, there is that. He's always that's the he's whole just point like stupid. Like when Skinny Steve is training and he literally throws himself. Oh on yeah, the and grenade. he gets into those fights. Like he just he's so nuts. Yeah, but no, but that's who that's. I mean, that's the very core of who Steve Rogers mm. is, and that's why they chose him for the program and all the other stuff is because he is ultimately at his core uh, self-sacrificing do-gooder who is a very genuine self-sacrificing mm. do-gooder. And he's. I, I always forget how much I like Tony. Um, I mm. think because so many other people keep trying to convince me not to like Tony. Well, there's um, also the whole, like, I already know I'm not on Tony's side for Civil War, and we know that's coming up and they're working towards it. I think that's going to be more complicated than it looks and works yeah. in the com- comics. But but the thing is, like, Tony is damaged and posturing and all that sort of stuff. But he'll just go out, he'll say one thing, and then go off and, like, immediately help somebody or do the right mm. thing or whatever. And it's... People don't like they they hear him say the thing and then they discount the action that he does right after it. Like when he does the lever thing, um, when Cap is you know being shot at and Tony's in the engine and he's like, "I really need you to pull that lever." And Cap's being shot at. The first thing that Tony does when he gets out of the engine is go save Cap. Yep. But people kind of don't appreciate that part of him right. because he was snarking two seconds yeah. earlier. Yeah. And and then that's the whole point of the ending where he makes the sacrifice play. Yeah, it's just that he's never going to uh, talk about doing making the no. sacrifice play, and he's always going to build himself up and stuff because that's because that's know, he is egotistical and that's part of who he is. Yeah, but he's also very kind. Mm. He's just kind of blind to a lot of the you know way of expressing that, and he, he can't really express that. I don't think so. Yeah, and you, yeah. I mean, you see that with the whole relationship with Pepper. He's constantly saying the wrong thing, yeah. but he always so, does uh, the right thing. So we've covered Clint and Tony and Steve. Um, who are we not talked about? Thor, yet? Did we talk about Thor? We talked about Thor. We haven't talked about Bruce. Oh, Mark Bruce. Ruffalo is so good as the Hulk. Yeah, but watching anybody else play the Hulk just seems wrong now. Mm. Like he is so likable as Bruce, and I think that's really important because, like, he, he and also he's kind of gives off this like cuddly, nervous vibe. Yeah, when he's Bruce, that's really so contrary to what the Hulk is. Yes, and that was the revelation of this movie. There's like two other actors that have a go have have had a go in the last few years, and the 2008 I think Hulk movie, the one that came out just before Iron Man with Edward Norton in it, is not a bad movie. Mm. Once you've seen this version, Mark Ruffalo's version, you, I can't go back anymore. And I believe the Ed Norton one is in continuity because yes, the Harlem fight they reference in Avengers is the one yep. from that. The problem yep. with the Ed Norton one is um, apart from. Ed Norton not being as good as Mark Ruffalo, which he's still good, he's just not as good, is that they and, – and also, obviously, Liv Tyler is an amazing Betty. Yes. She's terrific. But they dump you in the middle of that movie, and then they pull you out of it. And there's not like a – like, they show all the stuff that there was the origin of the Hulk in flashback, and it's not like – it doesn't feel like a complete story. It feels like a fragment of a story, and that's the real issue with that movie, I think. Yeah, I I have to admit I've only seen that one once. When I think The Avengers was coming out, we did a rewatch in order that they go like in chronological chronological order. order. Yeah. So you start with Cap. You I think um I can't remember which order Iron Man and Hulk go in, but I think Iron Man might go before Hulk. And there's anyway there's an order. You yeah, because Tony Stark work them out shows in. up at the end of Hulk. Yes, he? I think uh, with the Mark Ruffalo Hulk, it's weird that he's only been in two movies. And he wasn't really a major part of either either of them, and yet he's <laughs> defined that character so completely now. I mean, in two movies, he's what he gets a post credit sequence in Iron Man three. Oh no, because he, he's talking to him all the way through. So I always think that he's in it earlier, but I, 
But it's I think he's actually only in that bit at the end. About five minutes of screen time. Yeah. But, and then there's all the stuff that spills over into real life, like we were talking about before, the the real-life chemistry and friendship of the science bros. Mm. And the fact that both Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo have got really strong social media presences and they're really aware of this stuff. Oh, I want to know who does Robert Downey Jr.'s social media. I mean, I want to be that person. But also, I want to know who does that because they are genius. Like, whoever is doing that is doing a really good job. I have a feeling that it's somebody else who puts all the stuff together, but then Robert Downey Jr. actually picks out what he likes. Yeah, I think he's I, both of them, I think, spend a bit of time online because Mark Ruffalo posts, like, pictures and things to Tumblr and mm-hmm. will respond to your tweets and things sometimes. <laughs> Every no, he responds to Tumblr posts yeah. as well. And it's always this like two-word thing that's like just brings you to your knees every time. Yeah. And he's this adorable dad style tweeter. He's gorgeous. And I think he does a lot of his own stuff. But um yeah, he, those those two like exp- have this expanded universe that goes on in these Yeah. So we talked about everybody except Black Widow. We kinda of talked about her getting a movie, I guess. Yeah, and Nicole Pellman writing it. I looked her up in the meantime. I, I do think I think people undersell Scarlett Johansson. I think she's much better than people give her credit for. Yes. Um, there's a moment in Avengers where Natasha is like shaking because she's just had the encounter with the Hulk and she's hurt and everything. And then they say Barton is on his way to somewhere and she like checks in and takes it. Mm. And she wouldn't didn't really have to check in and take it, but she does it anyway. And I love her in that moment. For me, that's yeah. like she's got the she, defining character yes. moment. It just completes that arc from. Barton's been compromised on the phone at the start to I have to be the one who deals with him. Yeah, and clearly that's her, the, that kind of out-of-control monster that because her whole thing is manipulating people and especially manipulating men and, like, using their strength against them and stuff. Yeah. To have somebody like the Hulk is just – she can't do anything with that. She no. can't control that. She can't even, like, keep him in submission for a little bit until somebody something else can take care of him like Thor could – She's got nothing that she can use against him and yet she still faces him and she will go into these rooms and go into these situations and be the one who faces him and stuff. And for me, that's much more impressive than just her being strong all the way through it. Mm. And I kind of, I get very protective of her when people are like, I don't know why they had to show her being weak in that moment. I'm like, you have to show your okay. heroes being weak. We had this conversation like last week when we did Big Eyes or whatever we did How about, no, it wasn't Big Eyes, but it was Book so, of Life. So we have, it hasn't come out yet, guys. Sorry. How, when we talked about how annoying the perfect female characters are they're just because people go oh well if i'm going to write a strong female character she's got to be perfect and invulnerable and that is ridiculous that is not a strong character actually you know who else they do that really well with is daredevil Mm. in that second episode fight when he's just exhausted and like leaning against the wall in between everybody he's beating up Mm, and like mm. panting and all that sort of stuff it shows him as being weak and yet he keeps fighting it's practically the same thing as what they do with her i mean showing weakness in your characters and and cap goes through it a lot but because he's so strong they have to make it like an emotional weakness Mm. so but cap does that a lot especially with bucky yeah so I don't really see how – I mean, I just think it's – you've got to give female characters the opportunity to be imperfect and to be scared and to be weak because that shows how strong she is. Yeah, and that's why that – she can get up and do it. Yeah, and from her appearance in Iron Man 2 to this one, that's the big improvement. Iron Man 2, she's – or basically can do no wrong. She outsmarts Tony. She outsmarts um, Happy. She just sort of can win any battle and, and she's invulnerable and it doesn't it, – doesn't give her anything interesting to work with. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, she is a very minor character in Iron Man 2 and she's only really there to 
I don't know, up the stakes. Iron Man 2 is not a great film. <laughs> no. It's not. Iron Man 3 is a much better film. I don't care what anybody says. Iron Man 3 is great. But, and, and then she's also really great in Captain America 2. Uh, oh, Captain man. Captain America 2, that team. Is that like, is a great movie. That's my dream team, too. Like, if they could get, like, the Hulk in on that. Now that we've had a glass and a half of champagne each, yeah, we can talk about Loki. I don't know. See, Loki is just so, like, it's so difficult because he is a bad guy and he really isn't great. Mm. But God Hiddles is so good. So good. Like, he just infuses Loki with so much evil humor and emotion and genius, always one step ahead of everybody. Although, to be fair, it doesn't seem hard. Like, the fact that <laughs> not, they brought not him Thor. in. Well, the fact that they brought him in and he just sat there while they fought each other and then he was like, okay, off you go. Like, how did they not? Yeah, Loki is only there at the end because he wants to be there. There was that whole fan theory before the second Thor movie about how he just wanted to wanted Thor to take him and the Tesseract back to Asgard. Mm. But Loki is only ever in this movie because, like, he, Loki is only ever part of the action because he wants to be. Like, mm. when Thor and Iron Man have that big fight, he could easily run away, like you say. But he I do doesn't. Think it's nice that Hulk is the one who takes Loki down. That makes me really happy. That scene is just so good. Yeah. Like, it is basically, it's the big battle. That is the big battle in mm. this movie. Like, between the good guys and the bad guy, it's Hulk picking up Loki and smashing him around like a ragdoll. And it, it's it's really important for Hulk. You were talking while we were watching about, the movie doesn't make it explicit, but there's a difference between when the Hulk transforms involuntarily and when he does it deliberately. Which is where they were going as well with the Incredible Hulk movie, the, the 2008 one with mm. Ed Norton. Like, that's where they were going at the end of that movie. So it makes sense for that continuity to continue in Avengers. Yep. And so it is important then for this guy who loses control and becomes the bad guy to lose control in a controlled way and become the good guy mm -hmm. to defeat the bad guy. And then so, save his bro science bro Tony. Yeah, it's it's a it's like his little character arc, and it's nice. That is one thing I wanted to talk about while we were watching the movie. Was Hulk looks so good? Mm. The design stuff for this movie is really clever too. I just I think um, a lot of the you know they put so much effort into all the design stuff, and it really shows like everything kind of pays off, and it doesn't pay off in a lot of the DC stuff. It doesn't pay off all the time when you see. A superhero costume. I mean, it didn't even really pay off with Daredevil in his red suit. Like, the design didn't quite, but the design for this is so neatly tied together. And also, Alan Silvestri wrote an amazing score mm. that is so recognizable and excellent. It instantly recognizable. Did he do the Cap score? The original? I believe he did the first Cap score yeah. and the Avengers score, and they're the only ones he's done for Marvel. Okay, yeah, because they are both on, on par with one another. They're yeah. both really, really well done. And but they also have some similar consistencies. Yeah. Sound consistencies. But that makes that really works because of Cap being part of the Avengers team. Mm. Like, I think what he did with the Avengers theme is that you can hear little bits of all of the different Avengers coming through mm. in when they're on screen, but then the the big all together one, the da 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 mm. da da that bit is like so superhero y. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Wait wait, Loki, no, I think we have we done with Loki now? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say how great Loki's costume is. I love yeah. watching the Slytherin versus Gryffindor Thor versus yeah. Loki fights. I know. <laughs> With the green and red capes flowing behind them. Amazing. Yeah. Um, he's... And Loki's horns and stuff. And how well they make it work on screen when it shouldn't work on screen at all. But even when he's out of um out of Loki costume, like he's in this in this amazingly well cut suit and he's got he does he's I love into that. 
He, but he's into scarves and stuff. He likes to have a prop. He likes to be kind of have some presence about his costume. It's of always course. very consistent. Yeah. And that's why they hired this, you know, classically trained Shakespearean English actor to play him. Like he had to, had to be someone with that kind of presence about him. I think Avengers is also kind of the uh, the battle of the grand entrances. Oh my god, like, they're all yeah, it's it's a battle of the drama queens. Grand entrance, out grand entrance each other. Like Yeah. It's who's the biggest drama queen? Is it Tony? Yeah. Is it Thor? Is it Loki? Is it it's not Cap, though. It's Cap not Cap. No, Cap in, is... he does do that, you should respect your elders, and then Cap comes in. Oh, yeah. no, look to your elders. Look to your... Loki says, look to your elders, and then Cap comes in. But yeah. he doesn't really have, like, a big entrance. He no. just kind of comes in at the right time, whereas, like, Tony His shows butt up comes with in at the, the right time. No, uh, no, 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 his entrance for the fight. Oh, right. Like, Tony shows up with the music blaring. Loki shows yeah. up and, like, walks up to somebody and eyeball scans them. I yeah. was asking about the eyeball scanner technology as well. <laughs> yeah, they came up with it one day. <laughs> this is me focusing. That I, I yeah I think they made it, I think that like that team of scientists is just mm. like this. He's brought together all these really talented people and then brainwashed them to be even better. Yeah, I mean I don't think Sel- Selvig is sleeping. You know, mm. like, no, it's just I, I, I thought it was fun to think about. And also you think about these things on the twentieth. <laughs> yeah, you, viewing. You know, you just do. Mm. Like, but yes, well I mean poor guards. Oh look, it's Seuss's grandson. <laughs> Yes. Like that. Yes. Uh, that's the Enver Jokai cameo we're referring Yay, to there, by Enver the way. Jokai. Um, yeah, but it, like Fury is a massive drama queen, oh, always yeah. making an entrance, and because it's a stupid ass decision, I've chosen to ignore it. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Like he gets the to me, he gets the jossiest lines. <laughs> um, I think I, I said that when it first came out. We didn't re- record about it. He get, like it's he, because it was a year before we'd was, even thought about this. I know it was. He like, gets the jossiest he lines. He talks about an overabundance of something and there's a firefly line that's I've never credited you with an overabundance of brains. Mm-hmm. Um, like he gets all of these bits that seem very jossy to me mm-hmm. and the um, stupid ass decision I've just dis- I've elected to ignore it. Yeah. You say peace. I kind of think you mean the other thing. Let me know if true power wants a magazine or something. All of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Tony gets a lot of them too, but I think fury gets the most of those kinds of really mm. jossy lines. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we might as well wrap this one up, seeing as we've talked for ages about everything. Star rating? Um, I'm going to say five stars. And I will agree with that. Yay. So, happy 100th episode, Katie. It has been almost a year, almost almost two years since we started this, so yay. Happy 100th episode, listeners. Yes, I can't believe we've been doing this for 100 if you've episodes. you've listened to all 100, well done you. I've listened to all 100 in edit. <laughs> Congratu- well done you for editing 100 episodes, <laughs> or 99 at this point, but still. Yes, that's true. Um, because I, I'm never ahead on my editing. I'm always behind. Um, anyway. All right. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast for this episode and for the last 100. If you would like to read the show notes, they are on silverscreenqueens.com. If you would like to find us on Tumblr, where you can find Avengers gifts pretty much any week of the year, yep. <laughs> you can find them on our Tumblr, which is tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. We're on Twitter at screen underscore queens. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens. Oh, the other place to go is Katie's blog, which is silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. Thank you very, very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>